folks, it's the General Knowledge Podcast. We are joined here with Lee General Maddox from realnewsaustralia.com and of course Andy Soames is with me tonight. Andy, how you going brother? Very good, very good. Welcome to 2020, hey, General. Happy New Year. Woo-hoo, happy New Year, yeah. Another another round of, another year of chaos. I know, we're here for episode five already uh for the season two of this podcast mate and i thought we'd we'd better jump on we had a bit of a break over sort of christmas and and new year and then uh what are we now the first we're, we're one week into january now so i figured we better get back on and uh start talking about what's been going on in the world and on our own shores as well but we've got plenty of time for that yet we'll get to that very shortly but um yes yeah, want to sort of touch base with you um yeah ethan wasn't available to hang with us tonight so i thought ah we got to get on me and you will uh, will just double team this mate and get this sorted out. Punch out a podcast for the folks out there. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but before we get to that, mate, so you've had a you had a good Christmas and New Year's, man. I had a very very relaxing Christmas. I didn't I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything. Like I just uh, did. You host some family had, gatherings or? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A few few you few events like that, of course, but. Um, but no, we left. We stayed out of the traffic and stayed out of the crowds, and and uh, yeah, it was just a very, very nice, quiet one for me, General. Yeah. 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 How about yourself? Oh, mate, we um, the wife, the uh, my wife's brother, so my brother-in-law on that side, has um, they moved up from Newcastle and bought a place out near Mount Tarampa, like on the way to Toowoomba. Because um, they're in the RAF, so they moved up to to Amberley. They're stationed in Amberley now. Um, yeah, so they, we had we had spent Christmas with them at their place on a bit of a property. Um, wasn't too hot, which was good, and he just put in a pool, which was all up and running. So <laughs> we all got to enjoy that, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we because recently we'd had a bit of rain around then too, so everything had started to green up, and there was a bit of water in the dams around there too. So which which is good to see. And uh, yeah, New Year's we just um, went around to my my sister's place which, which is pretty local to me and um yeah just had swim in the pool mate and brother-in-law is uh pinball machine mate he's got like 11 pinball machines and it's fucking awesome mate like yeah it's so good eh? oh yeah big childhood time. dream yeah i know tell me about it eh? just but you just spent hours just knocking back pennies and beers it was so good mate <laughs> oh i highly recommend it eh? Uh, anyway but it was great yeah it was good just yeah That's see great. the family and i caught up with my parents and stuff a few days before all that so um but yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, but here we go. We're, we're back into it. And, um, we've all enjoyed our breaks and Christmas and New Year and all that sort of stuff. But in the meantime, uh, you know, the world is still turning and still burning, and there's so many things happening, and we've uh, we can't let it go by the wayside. We've got to try and bring this to, to people's attention. And of course, uh, we've been pretty busy on Facebook as always, and punching things out there for the folks and uh, Twitter as well. It's all linked up. Um, but on the uh, the, as for the podcasts, um, folks, plenty of new people actually jumping on board with the podcast, mate. Like we're actually over eleven thousand um, downloads now, too. So, which is awesome. You know what I mean? Like we're it's actually going really good. It's going more and more downloads every month. I've been sort of keeping an eye on it. Um, you know, last for example, for like just yesterday was forty nine, but. You know, over the last thirty days, so over over a month, we're we've hit nearly thirteen hundred downloads in just one month. So uh, previously to that, it was you know well below a thousand. So it's just going great guns and getting a lot of people, a lot of um, new listeners and people signing up to um, to, to our Podbean page and, and jumping on and following us there. 
um, people making comments as well, which is awesome. I love when people get on there and just to say hi or say they like it or give us some tips or whatever. I don't know. It's just really good to have that interaction on there so I know that people are actually engaged with it. Um, so yeah. yeah, which is really which is awesome. Just just goes to show you that it's getting out there. And a lot of lot of people on Facebook going, wow, yeah, I haven't seen this before, and they're, I'm so going to share this and all that sort of stuff, which is awesome. So uh, we don't ask for anything for this for this podcast. Uh, well, not yet anyway. So we'll keep try and keep it um, free for everyone as long as we can. Still going to try and cover yeah. a whole you know big diverse range of topics uh, as much as we can. Uh, and today we're going to go down a bit of a deep dark hole and uh, it's a topic that look it's really it is difficult to kind of discuss and um, you know to try and bring and shed light to because it is such a dark topic but it's one of those ones that it needs to happen and what today mate what um, I sent you that article today and we spoke about it you were having a bit of a read and um, it comes from a website I'll just um, let folks know so this uh, awesome chick. Her name's Tiffany Fitzhenry, and she's basically a um, uh, independent journalist. Um, I'll just read her bio here that she's got on her website. So if you want to go over to tiffanyfitzhenry.com uh, and support her work there, that'd be awesome. I've basically just copy and pasted her latest article. Um, I don't even know if she gives permission for that, but this is the sort of stuff that needs to get out there. So Tiffany, if you ever hear this, appreciate you letting me do that. <laughs> Uh, what, are they, what does it say? What's that old saying, Andy? Uh, it's, it's easier to um, ask for forgiveness than for permission. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true, isn't so, it? Yeah, yeah well, I'm, look, sure, I'm sure she's. I'm sure she's quite happy with um, you promoting everything that's going on there. Yeah, it's not like I don't link back to them. You always link back to these other people who are actually writing this stuff too. So, nah, um, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just go quickly read so everyone knows who this lovely lady is. So she's the author of an Amazon number one best-selling trilogy called The Oldest Soul. She's a speaker, a public personality. Tiffany Fitzhenry is a Hollywood whistleblower, prolific writer, and independent producer. Her soon-to-be-released documentary, Living the Dream, details her experience as a screenwriter who shot, a, shot to prominence with multiple award-winning TV and feature projects, garnering the attention of the biggest producers and networks in Hollywood. The film reveals the raw and unfiltered truth behind the scandalous Hollywood headlines, reminds humanity of the critical importance of storytelling, and asks the question, why does Hollywood even exist? Presently, she is working toward producing her latest spec pilot Peaches, a half-hour TV series uh, inspired by her life in the South with fellow Georgian and Grammy Award-winning multi-platinum artist Zach Brown. She also recently co-wrote and produced a short comedy proof of concept day eight and is looking forward to funding and developing the feature. And so, and she goes on to talk a little bit more there. I won't go too much about that, but so she's, she's been in Hollywood. She knows this whole scenario right and she is a whistleblower because she's seen things and heard things and witnessed things and people have seen and told her and given her proof of everything else as well and uh she's happy to blow the whistle on this sort of stuff at her at her putting her own safety um uh in jeopardy i would say as well because um as we all know uh, a lot of these people who whistleblow on dark things such as like pedophile networks tend to suffer from the worst cases of suicide you've ever seen. So, um, well, they just tend to disappear. Yeah, disappear or, you know, commit suicide by, you know, two shotgun blasts to the back of the head or something, you know. Um, yeah, so yeah. she's published, um, again, on TiffanyFitzHenry.com. She's put out a world-exclusive article, and we're going to go through that one, mate. And uh, I'm pretty sure you've got it in front of you there, but uh, I have reblogged it. Um, on realnewsaustralia.com it's the most recent 
uh, piece on there, folks. So if you want to jump on there and read it or go to her website, I do prefer everyone to actually go to her website and have a look because she's the originator. Um, you can support what she does there. But the title is called World Exclusive Mother of Sexually Abused Boy Banda Breaks Her Silence, Implicates Disney, CAA, Hollywood Records, LAPD, the District Attorney, and Industry Elite in Pedophile Ring and Cover Up. And this is huge. Like, um, So we'll go through this bit by bit. Take us on. It'll probably take us on various tangents and all that sort of stuff, and we'll we'll try and dissect this and, and go through it for the folks out there because, yeah, some of the big names like we just mentioned there, Disney is one of the big names in this, and you know, I, I think everyone has probably seen that um, that I don't know, it was not really a meme, but an image and graphic that went around and was showing how there's like six massive corporations that own all the media in the world and disney is one of those one of those six right um so therefore they control a big portion of the media and it's no reason i mean no, no, uh, of course we see the reason why none of this has hit any of the mainstream media sources because they pretty much own most not most and they own a lot of the mainstream media and other media outlet sources and things so this stuff isn't going to get to light, and Disney's you know, very, very woven into the uh, the Hollywood industry, of course, as we know. It really pisses me off with that they actually own Lucasfilm now, because you know, like, um, as you know, man, I'm like a massive Star Wars nut, so it fucking it really shits me to tears that Disney now owns Star Wars, basically, you know, because <laughs> I hate supporting that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to support this fucking Disney that you know is so intertwined in fucking pedophilia and shit and they own my one of my most favorite things in the world oh you see actually talking about star wars the last one that i saw you see how like pc the whole star wars franchise is starting to become too you know yep like the difference between like the 70s the 70s the first one and now is is so far apart yeah it's like just in the culture and everything and and look and i get that that, yeah language and culture does change over time but you're right there's absolutely a difference yeah in the in the original trilogy and then not the one two and three that came out after but then now the seven eight and nine that's come out yeah you're right it's uh there's a big difference man i i I definitely agree with you there not saying i didn't enjoy them i i I do enjoy them still um sure i'm I'm just a mad star wars nut but anyway all right well let's let's start Let's start. Yeah, I know. if anyone knows me personally, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so <clears throat> I'll start taking us through a bit of this. Read a few paragraphs, and then we'll, we'll we'll have a chat about what we've just read, and then we'll go on. All right, so it starts off. Hollywood only wants certain stories to be told. The stories where underage kids are plied with alcohol at the homes of glittery celebrities like Chris Pratt and Anna Faris and then sexually abused by adults in the industry aren't stories anyone in Tinseltown wants you to hear. Stories about how Disney knowingly allows their underage stars to be surrounded by pedophiles and that their executives know about it, witness, and even partake in child sex abuse aren't stories they ever want the world to hear. Tammy Garcia has a a story Hollywood does not want you to hear. It's the story of a mother groomed and seduced by powerful dream makers whose bright, young, talented son became a Disney Channel star with Hollywood Records contract. So Hollywood Records is their music, one of the music arms of their music production. 
while at the same time he was being ritually sexually abused and trafficked to Hollywood elite, including managers, agents, executives, and others employed by the biggest companies and studios in the industry. Quote, There are pedophile rings all throughout Hollywood. We stumbled into one of those rings. End quote. Tammy revealed to me the devastating and pain in her voice was palpable. That her own son became the victim of a well-insulated Hollywood pedophile ring is a gut-wrenching and heartbreaking reality it's taken Tammy Garcia more than a year to accept. As a mother, it's been a humbling, tragic, and regret-filled nightmare, a cautionary tale teeming with villains and a few truly brave heroes, all culminating in a mother and son's determination to fully expose and once and for all end the scourge of Hollywood systemic institutionalized pedophilia. Uh, one of the first steps in accomplishing this came on September 11th, 2019, so not long ago, guys, this is all recent, when Tammy's son, Ricky Garcia, who's 20 now, filed a lawsuit in Los Angeles Superior Court in which he named his ex-manager, Joby Hart, who's 37, Joby's Hot Rocks media business partners, Paul Cohen and Cherie Anderson Thomas, talent agency, APA, former APA agent, Tyler Gresham, and manager, Niels Larson, currently employed by Management 360. The suit alleges that from the age of 12 years old, Ricky was groomed, sexually abused, and raped on a weekly basis, and that Joby Hart passed him around as a sexual plaything, in quotes, to other powerful pedophiles throughout the business. I'll just read a little bit more, and then we'll have a chat about what we've just heard so far. The day the suit was filed, articles appeared in People, Deadline, The Hollywood Reporter, and TMZ, among others. However, despite the serious nature of the charges in many and the many far-reaching implications of the case, not a single outlet pursued the story further. The one thing that can fix this is talking about it, but Hollywood doesn't want to talk about pedophilia, Tammy says. A reality she quickly figured out the day after the story of Ricky's lawsuit broke, when everything went radio silent. And of course it did. This story has the power to bring down giants. The problem is, it's the same giants who also own the media. That's when Tammy Garcia reached out to me. Instead, over the course of nearly two months of phone conversations, as well as in-person and sit-down interviews, which is actually at the bottom of the article now, she's amended it, and it's also on the one on my website, Tammy took me through a stunning timeline of events, as well as provided me with emails, written witness testimonies, and documents compiled for the civil lawsuit, all of which detail the years of torture and abuse her son suffered, the names of those who partook, those who knew, and those who covered it up, the following expose is entirely drawn from these documents, emails, and witness testimonies. All right, so before we go any further, I'll just highlight that. All right, so what we've heard so far is obviously that's what we talked about just before is that this Hollywood is, it's a systemic, all throughout it, it's institutionalized pedophilia. Now, when you hear that term, Andy, like what is that? term mean to you when you hear that sort of it's a systemic problem and it's institutionalized pedophilia so it's part of the culture now so it's you know like the way that these things work is that you don't go up the food chain in a corporation without being part of the club if you know what i mean right so you know and when it becomes systemic like that it it, it's like decades of that institution of that that perverted sickness that is like crept into the into that industry 
where the decision makers and the you know the 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 top employers within a corporation are that way and they employ and graduate people who are that way mm. like you've, so, you like you said you can't move there's no movement in those industries unless you're willing to play play that particular game of ball basically that's um, right yeah so um you know and that's and that's and that's the thing that pedophile gangs have on one another is you know like video evidence of yeah of you of you 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 know, doing those things. So, so once the evidence is gathered and there's evidence of you, you know, having sex with a minor, like then, then you're really, you're really at the mercy of the corporation, aren't you? You know, like, and and then you you, you would kind of like green light up the ladder as well, knowing that you're part of the inner circle. So, uh, you know, reading this article and a few others in regards to. Disney and corporations like that that are involved in the entertainment world. This is this is this is normal. This is this is how they operate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, and I just feel so sorry for this. This family are caught up in the, this web, you know, because they come into it with stars in their eyes. That's right, including the parents, and, and including just talking, just listening to you talk was, you know, the same thing happened with. Um, uh, Wade, uh, he, you know, from Brisbane, when he was caught up as a ten-year-old um, or something like that, with the whole Michael Jackson thing as the as the Jackson star, and caught up in the whole, you know, Jackson thing, and and um, you know, that, with, that Neverland Ranch stuff and all that sort of thing. Yeah, 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 and and you know, it, like it, it's twisted him up, and and his mother. I mean, I I. I Kind of had brief, very very brief dealings with the family because they, they lived, you know, close by to where we 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 did, and they had a petrol station at the time, and sort of they used to drop in and stuff. All right. So you know, like yeah, so you sort of like, you know, and like you could see that the mother, all her her dress, and, and they they get they get glitzed by glamour, and they get they get caught up with the whole thing. So you know, I I can understand how. How like you know how that how it all happens? Mm. But, man, I just feel so sorry for like this this kid and what's happened to him and 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 the, and and his mum and and everything. It's just absolutely devastating. So. Well, there's there's two things I want to just quickly touch on with that you just said, mate. One of them is that before when you said these people, you know, they record each other, you know, performing these acts on on underage. You know, pedophilic acts on on children and so forth, and you know this material is is almost like a if you want to get somewhere, you've got to show us that you've done this, and then you're in, you know, because then you'll see that what yeah. we've done, you know. So they they're all in this together, basically. So that's how they're protected, yeah. you know. That, I think that was and you're not going to yeah, you're not going to become a whistleblower, are you? That's right, because you'll sink yourself, and they'll destroy you and your family, and they'll kill you, you know. And then they'll deny everything. Um, but I think there's one thing that I went from when I asked you at the beginning, there was probably one word that I think was missing from what the author, um, Tiffany, has said of this sentence, where she said it's, it's once and for all end the scourge of Hollywood systemic institutionalized pedophilia. I think she left out the word protected. Um, protected institutionalized pedophilia because they are they're, they're protected. And we'll go on. You'll see that that word will be defined and we'll see that come out 
uh, as we go on in the article. Um, but the other thing, the other second point I w- you, you, you made just before is that um, when you said you can understand how, and I agree with you, you can understand how families and like the parents of these kids and stuff get, get swept up in it because of the glitz and the glamour and, you know, the notoriety and all this sort of stuff. Um, but, it, and this is the whole reason why this, this article is actually so important and that people share it around is because if parents like yourself and, and me with, or others out there with little kids who, you know, go to these talent agencies or get scouted by, sorry, I've got the indigestion, I just said, you know, um, or get scouted by, you know, these agents and so forth and get pulled up into this industry. If they knew, if they read these articles and see this stuff going on, they would not let their kids out of sight. If Fair enough, they might get in there. And we'll go on, you'll see this come out further in the article, how they try and separate the children from the parents. Um, and they tell, you know, she shows, explains how it was done, basically. But if, it, yeah, you wouldn't let them out of your sight. And it might sink their career because, you know, the pedophile in there might not, you know, think, oh, we're not going to get anywhere with this one, we'll cut them loose. But if there's parents out there that know that this stuff goes on, then they'll be, you know, they will have their, they'll be so protective of their child and try and get them in the system without the abuse, you know what I mean? But it's Jesus Christ. Or you wouldn't do it all together. Or you'd just say, no, no, we know what goes on in this system. You know, you can fuck get, get fucked, you know what I mean? Like, we don't need you. Um, anyway. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, as a parent, like, I think I think bringing yourself, you know, your child as a child star for corporations like that to be, to be a star for a few years and then thrown on the scrap heap Missing out on education and, and being a normal like teenager, I think it's a, like it has to be the the worst thing you could ever do. Oh, look, I, sure. yes, yeah, yes, and no. Like yes, because yeah, you don't want that to happen to them. You know what I mean? And we wouldn't want that to happen to our kids. But if you watched a movie, you know what I mean? Like any movie, you know, there's there's yeah. child, there's child stars. You know, they need child actors to play child roles and things. You can't have an adult play a child in a movie. You know what I mean? Like you need child stars. And it's just—it's oh, just part yeah. of the system where they—they just—they become famous, you know, because they're good at what they do. There's there's so many really talented young kids, hey, you know, what I mean, who, who have what it takes to be an actor and to, to be a singer and all that sort of stuff, and they just—they're good at that sort of stuff naturally and stuff. Uh, and then there's some that go to these schools to learn it and, and become good at it through them, and they and they gain those talents. But I know what you mean, though. Like you know, you don't want to be that parent of a of a child who misses out on a childhood trying to get stardom, and then yeah, it might be a star for a few years and it gets tossed in the scrap heap, like you said. It's a yeah. I personally wouldn't want that, but there are parents out there that would want that for their kid because that's what the kid thinks they want. You know, like I don't know. It's a yeah, yeah it's a tough rabbit hole to go down that one. All right, we'll move on. Keep going in the article here, and then we'll keep going over it a bit more. All right, so it all began when Tammy and Ricky attended. Here we go. So this is how you learn how it all began. It all began when Tammy and Ricky attended a talent expo in Dallas, Texas, at which Ricky was scouted by over a dozen Hollywood managers and subsequently signed with Joby Hart. At Joby's urging, Ricky and Tammy moved to LA, arriving in Hollywood in August of 2011 with a dream, the talent to achieve it and $20,000 of bank borrowed money. The grooming of both 12-year-old Ricky and his mother started right away. I was, and I quote, I was told stories from day one about the managers and stage moms, sorry, the momagers and stage moms that being one of those would hurt Ricky's career. So we'll 
<laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Tammy was instructed by over instructed over and over by Joby as well as others not to be involved in matters of Ricky's career, to stay in the background. Since Tammy's husband had just lost his career, and because they'd borrowed money for the move to pursue this goal, everything was riding on Ricky's success. Thus, at the urging of the Hollywood professionals, Tammy took a backseat approach from the start, a choice she would come to deeply regret. Not long after moving in, uh, arriving in LA, Ricky teamed up with Emery Kelly and Liam Attridge to form the boy band Forever In Your Mind. Shortly thereafter, during an overnight songwriting trip, which was strictly no parents allowed, Ricky and his bandmates were taken to Catalina Island by Joby Hart and several songwriters, all adults. Once there, the young teens were plied with alcohol, including scotch, tequila, vodka and champagne, purchased and served by Joby and the other adults. Ricky and Emery both drank to excess, to the point of being sick, after which Joby undressed and bathed Ricky. Then Ricky blacked out. Ricky woke up the next morning naked in bed with Joby, having no memory of what had happened. This began a pattern that would go on multiple times per week for four years, steadily progressing to include all forms of sexual abuse, including rape, as well as abuse by others in addition to Joby Hart. All right, so I'll just pause there. So that first bit there where I said she was told right from day one I was told stories about momages and stage mums that being one of those would hurt Ricky's yeah. career. So right away, like they don't waste Stay any time. They don't waste any time to these, these fucking groomers and pedophiles, man. Like they're like, we know how to handle the parents. We tell them this and then the parents are like, oh yes, you know, I've got so much riding on this and they know what's riding on this kid. So they're like, yep, yeah, we'll do what we're told. We'll stay away. And then what do you make, yeah. mate, of how... Where are we? Let me just quickly go over one second. So she was told to stay in the background. Yeah, the husband had lost his career, so they borrowed everything. So everything's hedged on this boy, right? Um, yeah. That was a pressure. Yeah, exactly. So they, they know that there's pressure on this kid, and the mum and dad have everything riding on it. You know, like borrowed money, dad's got no job, you know. And then shortly thereafter, during it, so here we go, during an overnight songwriting trip, you know. <laughs> which was strictly no parents allowed. I mean, far out. Well, my, there would be, I mean, because we know this, yeah. we, we know this goes yeah. on, we're aware. I mean, there'd be alarm bells going off. I mean, would they not have alarm bells going off going, they want to take my son on an overnight songwriting trip with other adults and no parents are allowed to it, you know, to it. It's, it's, <sighs> it's amazing, isn't it? And I, like, and then the thing, the, the story goes on about the consumption of alcohol in great, yeah, quantities constantly. and like really, really regularly. As a as a mother of a thirteen year old, wouldn't you sort of like maybe pick up that you yeah your kids you know, hung over the next day and yeah yeah, yeah I, all that I stuff. Sort of, I'm finding it uh, finding that hard to sort of you know understand what was going on there, and then and then knowing that your child had been drunk or you know the night before or or, or had a big party weekend and stuff, wouldn't you? I mean. I don't know. Wouldn't wouldn't some dots be starting to connect? Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. Like, how would you? But they're obviously just so blind. And obviously, in the meantime, when all this is going on, you know, they this Joby guy could be, you know, setting them up. And oh, here's a day trip somewhere. You know, and paying for this. You know, like he, 
they can be so distracted and not know what's really going on. And, and the only communication you've got with your son is through this guy. You know what I mean? Like, and plus they're dumping heaps of cash on the family. I'm gathering. Yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. The glitz and the yeah. glamour, like we said before, is blinding these people. Yeah, it's just blinding them. Yeah, absolutely blinding yeah. them. But and, the other um, thing that doesn't sit well with me is is the fact that this kid, Ricky, has just been absolutely filled with alcohol. He he blacks out, or he gets undressed by this guy and bathes, and then blacks out, and then wakes up the next morning naked in bed with this guy. Yeah, you know, like, would he? Yeah. You know, I know he's only young. He's probably only eleven years old, maybe twelve years old at this time. And you know what I mean? But uh, I guess they probably just don't say anything. Like, you know, if this guy's you know going to make me a star. I better not do anything to you know to ruin that. I don't know. But just uh, I, don't yeah. know. I guess, and every it's kid's different. Some, you know, some kids would dob straight away yeah. or say something, but this kid obviously kept his mouth shut for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll get, yeah. we'll keep going. Yeah. Uh, according to the documents, one of the first people in Hollywood to sexually assault Ricky other than Joby was Joby's good friend, then APA agent Tyler Gresham, who has since been fired by APA and has a long list of underage male accusers. So he's passed him along to this guy, and this guy's got a, you know, a friggin' list as long as your arm with people accusing him of being a pedophile. Anyway, keep going. This yeah. particular incident occurred when Joby ubered Ricky over to Tyler's house. The two adults were already intoxicated when Ricky arrived. While Joby was throwing up in the bathroom, Tyler sexually assaulted Ricky. Joby later drove Ricky home while intoxicated, another regular event. Uh, in April 2015, Ricky started working on the Disney Channel, Disney, no, sorry, Disney Channel show Best Friends Whenever. And in, the, in October, the band signed with Disney's Hollywood Records. So he's obviously promised them all this and he's come good with his promise. And there's only one way that this guy can make these promises come good. And we'll learn how that happens very shortly. Uh, according to Tammy, the band flourished under Disney and Hollywood Records development. They released several singles and Hollywood Records produced their first album, F.I.Y.M. They made multiple TV appearances, including Good Morning America, performed in concerts, promotional gigs, and continued to de developing their brand. As part of the Disney machine, their band attended almost every red carpet and music event, such as the BMI Awards in Las Vegas, MTV Awards, Teen Choice Awards, Radio Disney Music Awards, iHeart Music Awards, and countless others. During this time, their band also took meetings with Spotify, iHeartRadio, Instagram, and other influential corporations with the power to elevate their music and profile on a global scale. At this point, Joby was grooming and ritually sexually abusing Ricky on a regular basis. So we'll just go over that there. So obviously, he's made these promises that, yeah, we'll get you involved in all these things, and then he comes good on it. He makes him a star, right? Mm. And then he goes on, you know, to promise them all these other guests that have meetings with all these other massive big corporations. So, and then the whole time, he's still grooming this kid and sexually abusing him on a regular basis. You know what I mean? Like, it just, what do you make of that? Like, how does this, you know, the parents obviously hitting? just, the parents are obviously just seeing dollar signs in the eyes. This kid's just seeing, you know, I'm famous, I've got dollar signs in my eyes as well, I'm on TV, I'm making records, I'm living the life. But surely in the background somewhere, there's something that's got to be going on, mate, where it says, this guy is getting me piss drunk every night and 
fucking you know and going to town on me uh, just yeah but you're looking at it through the eyes of an adult i am and with an it's adult just, with kids i want to protect you know <laughs> yeah yeah you're you're completely like got a different mindset to a you know like yeah. a 13 year old boy who's, I'm struggling who's to get my head probably probably never 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 been sexually aware really or never mm. had a sexual partner in his life until now so his only idea of sex is like this new introduced thing, this perverted idea that's coming. And maybe been, he thinks this is normal. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I am saying that. Yeah, I'm thinking that his his first sexual experience. I'm I'm assuming, probably guessing, but I'm assuming that maybe a first sexual sexual experience that's a a perverted one, it maybe maybe starts to become very normal in a short shorter space of time because he's got nothing else to base it on. Mm. So I'm sure um, there's probably lots of case studies and things we could look up, you know, from you know um, psychologists and stuff that that talk about ritual sexual abuse and how, you know, I mean this this is one of the reasons why people develop multiple personalities and things to try and deal with this stuff. So, you know, maybe mm. on a, some level, you know, it was the the star personality that wasn't, you know, that was dealing with it, and I don't know. I mean, like there could be something like that going on, I guess, too, like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just... I mean, uh, I guess they build these kids up to a point where, where they know that you know, like it probably feels you know like unnatural for them, but they know that if they pull the plug on it, their whole world, the whole yeah, you know, fame and everything is going to come like yeah. tumbling down around their ears. So maybe that's the motivation to keep quiet and, and then you and, and then this ricky is seeing mum and dad so happy you know like oh we've you know they've yeah. got income they've got you know they're living a good life and he doesn't want to ruin it yeah yeah i can see that yeah. you know and even you can imagine you can imagine the you know the comments oh you know thank god you know you're the one that's bringing in you're the one that's supporting your family now without you doing this you know mm, you, mm. you know mum and dad would be on the street and you know, none of them would have that nice new car and that house and things. And you yeah, know, good who, point. you know how it would play out to a thirteen-year-old kid's mind. Like it'd be awful. And then you know, we'll read. You know, we'll get into it later in the article. But like, you know, obviously later in when he becomes, you know, like a like an adult, that's that's when it penny drops, and that's when when it's all become it all unravels. Mm. Um, we'll get to that. All right, moving on. <clears throat> so, uh, in April of 2015, uh, so what are we about three or four years on now? Like you said, this has been happening for for about four years. So, April 2015, after attending the Radio Disney Music Awards, there was an after party. And <laughs> before I go on, how fucked is it? Like, how many of these self-indulgent industry awards nights and things are there, mate? Like, you know, it used to just be there was the Oscars. And then it was, yeah. oh, we'll do one for music. Oh, and then we'll do one for TV. And now there's about fucking 30 of them, you know what I mean? There's, like they're saying, it's just a award night now after award thing. night after it's award war, night. And, now it's a thing. Yeah. yeah, you know, and you've got to attend them all, you know. You've got to be seen, and it's all part of it. So it's just this whole system yeah. is built up around itself, you know. So anyway. That's what I'm saying, Lee. I, I mean, I wouldn't wish this on... I wouldn't wish it on one of my kids. Yeah. I wouldn't wish it on worst enemies kids <laughs> yeah we we really have no idea that this is actually is this is just the thing now you know what i mean like block with like we think of it when we were kids you know oh yeah the cars the stars on the red carpet you know it's this big one event for the year the oscars you know like but now it's just there's these events 
for fucking everything at a drop of a hat. You know, like there's for an app, yeah. the iHeartRadio app. Oh, it's in Spotify. Oh, we need awards, fucking you know, nights for them, and like <laughs> fuck. Anyway. <sighs> Oh, yeah, right. well, that's that's Americanism. It's for just you. so watered down, but yeah. Anyway, all right. So uh, he's attended this music awards, and there was an after party at the home of Nils Larsen, a manager who represents Big Little Lies and Divergent star Shailene Woodley, as well as Disney Channel and Hollywood Record star Olivia Holt. According to the documents, an incident occurred involving Tammy's middle son, who'd been invited to attend the awards with his brother. Nils Larson aggressively pursued the young man, despite repeated attempts to inform Larson that he was straight. The message was not being received. Ricky's brother ended up having to jump the fence and flee on foot to escape Larson's unrelenting sexual advances. Soon after that <laughs> night, there was a concert at the Roxy in West Hollywood, showcasing fellow Disney star and Hollywood Records label mate Olivia Holt, which Ricky and his bandmate Emery attended with Joby. Followed by an after-party held at the 21 and over bar upstairs called On The Rocks, which Ricky and Emery and Joby attended, along with some band members of Hollywood Records and Disney and other underage Disney talent. That night, according to the documents and witness testimony, Hollywood's Records executive Danielle Leonard observed Joby openly kissing Ricky on the lips, also that night, according to the testimony of Ricky Garcia, Nils Larson sexually assaulted him. Uh, in addition to the flagrant graping of children by adults, also in the presence of the studio and label executives, and under the supervision of Joby Hart, Ricky and Emery were served alcohol to excess. And Joby, who was himself extremely drunk that night, left with the boys, driving them while intoxicated back to his house, where they stayed the night. Ricky stayed as was very often the case, in Joby's bed, and woke up the next morning to Joby naked. So we'll just pause there. Yeah. So we'll just quickly cover that. So obviously that this there's another now. So he's brought in this other, another person now, this Nils Larson guy, who's also now, and not only having a crack at Ricky, but also Ricky's older brother. You know what I mean? So that it's amazing, yeah. So yeah, that incredible. there, like this guy, in a, like had to jump a fence and escape on foot to escape this guy. You know what I mean? This yeah. absolute, um, you know, pedophile. And like, how, yeah. how did this kid not then start going? You know, mum and dad, you need to know what's happening here. You know what I mean? Like, wake the fuck up! This guy he was trying to fucking rape me or whatever. You know, like that that right there, that incident should have been setting off alarm bells for sure, but it didn't. You're you're thinking again, like like general. I am. You're thinking like <laughs> you. This kid is like being mind controlled and like and played. But like, but it was his brother though. Is... But his brother was was amongst it, and his brother was seeing this too. You know, like not just Ricky, but you know, like what, yeah. is, this, is the parent are the parents going? No, you, that didn't happen. No, you're crazy. Shut up. You know, is that? Do you think that's what's going on? Look, the I'm reading through it. I think the parents are a bit simple. Yeah, I well, really do. I think I think the parents are a bit simple, but it, you know, it, it's definitely, no definitely naive still, for sure, and not clued naive. In. Yeah, definitely. You reckon more They're than just naive? <laughs> well, you know, like it's easy to judge, uh, you know, from this distance, but mm. but you know, like they 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 do sound like they are at least naive, probably a little bit simple. And probably totally whipped up with the whole thing and 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 the money as well. Yeah. I mean, the opening statement is that they 
the father didn't have a job. They had to borrow 20 grand to, you know, like to move, move to, to LA. Yeah. And, and it doesn't seem like they sort of got themselves back on the feet. They were relying on the, the kids' income for their own survival and things like that. Mm. Sort of, you know, like... I think they were just simple people, and it's probably targeted that way as well. All right. Well, what about the Knowing part? They're an easy, easy mark. Yeah, for sure. What about the part um, where I said that um, all of this was happening at this club mm. after the awards ceremony? So at, they've had the awards thing, they've gone to the after party, and then a band, and then another bar as well upstairs with these you know, other kids and the agent, and this is all carried out in front of their, you know, Hollywood's records and executive for that company. She saw this mm. happening. And then you've got, uh, in addition to the flagrant, flagrant groping of children by adults, also in the presence of the studio and label executives and under the supervision of, of Joby. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. It's, so now it's, now it's not just Joby. It's not just this Nils Larsen from another management company having a crack. It's also happening in front of these other executives and nothing's happening. Nothing's being done. They just see it happening and it's, yeah, it's normal, I guess. It's sickness, isn't it? Mm. And, you know, Lord, we were saying off air, you know, like these things, like even if <clears throat> even if you're a straighty 180, like looking at it, I mean, I think these people are so caught up with their job, you know, their title. They can see, they can see wrong but no one wants to stick their neck out, you know. What about the waiter staff? What about the chefs? What about the cooks? What about the drivers? What about the cleaning staff? What yeah, about yeah? They all whole just keep, bunch of they all just keep their mash up because they're all getting you know thousand dollar tips and things you know from these people. So they don't want to rock that boat, yeah. do they? You know. Yeah, I know, but that's a, it's it's like almost an American sickness. That's very. You know, that's, very... that's what we mean. It's this systemic thing that's happening. It's the whole system is fucked, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're it's, just seeing it's, this it's is, and like you're saying, this is just another example. I mean, we see this throughout this article, but we just keep seeing more and more examples of this systemic problem. Um, mm. Yeah, like you just pointed what out. Part of, what, part of, what part of bringing a 13 or 14-year-old kid, how old would have he been at this stage? But, uh, he's 15, uh, I think. 15, yeah. I mean, I don't know many Australian cultures that would have a, a party, like a corporate type of party, and having a 15-year-old getting pissed. You you see, know, we, and, pissed but we don't stuff. know. We don't even know if that does happen. I'm, I'm now assuming that that sort Maybe. of shit happens here as well. You know, yeah. And I hope well, that... I mean, I think I would lift up. I, I, I certainly wouldn't be sitting there saying nothing if I was in a corporate event and, and, and oh, a 15-year-old no. was getting pissed in front of me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, but it's a different culture. This world, this Hollywood world, this Hollywood Disney world is 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 a completely different culture. Hundred mm, percent. Yeah. Quite obvious. All right. I'll anyway, keep, I'll keep going. All right. So Come this on. this uh, was a Disney party after a Disney concert filled with underage Disney stars being plied with alcohol openly, where child molestation was going on openly, brazenly all under the watchful, knowing eye of Disney employees. And none of it seemed to be a problem, as no consequences resulted. No one, it seems, was looking out looking out for or concerned about the safety and well-being of the kids in the slightest way. So we just talked about that. For the general public, it's hard to imagine anything more off-brand. For the company that brought you Frozen, the Magic Kingdom, 
than minors being plied with alcohol and sanctioned child sex abuse. And yet, for those in the business, like Ricky and his band and label mates, this seems to be the reality of the Disney Corporation out of public view. For kids working to make it in Hollywood, attending parties where they are surrounded by predators, openly sexually abused and regularly plied with drinks, all in the presence of studio and label executives, is more than an everyday occurrence. Many would argue it's expected. So there we go again. We already talked about how that is just this, that's just the way of it. That's how it happens. That's life, and yeah. we yeah, everyone just deals with it. it as fucked as it is, but that's how it runs. Such was the case once again during the fall of 2016 when Joby Hart and Ricky attended yet another party, this time at the home of Anna Faris and her then-husband Chris Pratt. So Chris Pratt obviously from Guardians of the Galaxy and Jurassic, the new Jurassic Park movies. Big star. According to Tammy and Ricky's testimonies, as well as the lawsuit documents at the time... At uh, at the home of this powerful, famous Hollywood couple, Ricky was again served alcohol openly and excessively. And at one point during the night, marketing and PR veteran Lisa Del Campo, the longtime right-hand man to Lance Bass of NSYNC, and yet another good friend of Joby Hart's, took Ricky, a minor, into one of the bedrooms and sexually molested him after being granted permission to do so by Joby Hart in what could one in, in what one could conclude amounts to nothing less than child sex trafficking so this was a, a woman who's now abused this poor ricky not just all the men uh, lisa del campo was in her mid-30s at the time <sighs> many will recall how chris pratt the star of disney's lucrative guardians of the galaxy franchise came to the defense of our director james gunn after his thousands of truly confounding pedophile tweets sur- tweets surfaced um and I've seen some of these too. It's full on. This James Gunn guy, who's who's like one of the big directors in Hollywood, is making all these weird. And you can see it in the article. So if people go through the article, there's an image with all these tweets and stuff. It's a little bit hard to see. You might need to zoom in on them. Um, you know, I'll just read one of them out. For example, so this is all on Twitter. Excuse me. He says, "Eagle snatches kid." is what I call it when I get lucky. Another one. Three men and a baby. They had they had sex with unromantic movies or something. Like it just... Um, about to vomit as I'm stuffed with a tuff and eggplant. I'm Louis Armstronging my ass out of... The, uh, I can't read that. Sorry, guys. I can't read that one. Uh... Yeah. RT, I like it when little boys touch me in my silly place. Shh. Like, it's just random shit like this. The Hardy Boys and the mystery of what it feels like when Uncle Bernie fists me. Now, this is stuff that this guy openly put on Twitter, and he was never hacked. You know, this was him. And apparently Chris Pratt came to this guy's defense as well. So, obviously Chris Pratt, I would say, is probably involved in some of this stuff. uh, Because why else would you come to defend shit like that? Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even think we need to. <laughs> that's just. I'll just keep going. Um, also worth remembering that Lance Bass, who's, who was the NSYNC uh, guy, one of those big famous bands, boy bands, uh, revealed that he too was sexually abused in Hollywood as an underage star. So, yeah, NSYNC was around back when my 
my wife and I, well, I guess we're early 20s and whatever else. Uh, so it's, you know, 20 odd years ago. So this has obviously been going on, you know, well before then, but still still happening back then as well. Uh, one honestly has to wonder if this is how Tinseltown actually works. Is Hollywood little more than an exclusive club made of pedophiles, child traffickers and child uh, and pedophile protectors? Then according to the documents and witness testimonies, there was Sarah Espiritu, the 28-year-old Walt Disney Studios employee who cultivated a sexual relationship with the teenager after Ricky had been groomed, sexually abused, and passed around to adults in the industry for four years. Disney was made aware... Here we go. This is where it gets interesting now. We'll talk about this in a sec. Disney was made aware that their adult employee was having a sexual relationship with their talent, Ricky Garcia, a minor, as Joby Hart discussed the matter with Hollywood Records senior marketing manager, Michelle Alexander. However, not only did no one tell Ricky's mother, Tammy, but the Disney talent relations employee was not investigated for having sex with a minor, nor was she fired from the supposedly family-friendly behemoth. The Disney Corporation handled the situation by transferring her out of talent relations to another department within the company. So, (laughs) there you go. So, it has been made aware to the higher-ups at Disney that this people this was going on uh, you know assault sexual assault of a minor all this sort of stuff and how did Disney handle it they moved the lady out of that um, department from talent relations to another department within the company they didn't fire her they didn't get her investigated by the police or any like that they just moved her around within the company how mm. fucked is that yeah well <laughs> It's just like obviously like the nature of the culture that exists in that in that corporation, doesn't it? Mm. This goes to show you right okay. there how little they give a fuck about that shit that goes on, because that's mm. how they deal with it. They know the people are doing it. They know their employees are doing it, and uh, we'll just the get them moved around. Decision. The decision makers would be like doing it themselves. So. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I've, you, I've actually you, heard... Why would you expect anything else? Well, I've heard recently, and um, not, none of the mainstream sources are covering this, but it is an absolute fact um, huh. that, because only independent media and people like this Tiffany Fitzhenry are covering it, but apparently there's something like over a dozen, maybe 15 or more Disney executives and, and higher-ups that are actually now facing pedophilia charges and going through the courts and all this sort of stuff right now. Um, but no, it is not in any media whatsoever, but it is happening. So right. there is there is a little bit happening with regards to people getting in trouble for this sort of stuff, so it definitely is happening. Um, we're, we're yet to see whether or not any of these people are going to be sort of, I guess, formally charged and punished and all that sort of shit, but um, a lot of it does, it has actually come come to, the, to light, and they are, there are people and being named and all that sort of stuff, so... Uh, it is a good thing that that is happening, but um, yeah, whether it goes anywhere, we don't know. So we'll just keep going on now. Uh, Disney was made aware. Okay, so at this point, uh, an incredibly disturbing pattern is emerging, one which gives new context to Bella Thorne's recent comments regarding the years of child sex abuse she too suffered while starring on a hit Disney Channel show. So more people suffering the same thing. The similarities in their tragic experiences are uncanny. Uh, it's easy to hear the echoes of Ricky's story in Bella's haunting words, everyone around me saw and did nothing. 
as Ricky endured the very same thing. So there we go. It's happening to multiple young stars because that's the system. It's endemic on a systemic level. Mm. Uh, on February 11th, 2017, Joby brought Ricky to the CAA Grammy party, which took place at Hyde Sunset on Sunset Boulevard in Los Angeles. You want to go to the CAA party? The CAA Grammy party? That's a big one, Tammy recalls, trying to make sense of how all this happened to her son right under her nose, reminding herself of the seduction and the constant hustle of trying to make it in Tinseltown and yet ever frustrated by her own naivety. So there you go. She says it herself, Andy, that she's absolutely been naive to what's been going on, and it's that constant constant saying, oh, you've got to go to these parties. You know, These are the parties you have to attend, you know, because it's everyone's trying to make it in Tinseltown, you know. Um, so you've, you know, it's that constantly got to be seen, and this guy is going to get him seen. You know, this guy is going to take him to the parties. This guy, this fucking predator is taking him in, Passing him around to all the executives, and uh, you know that's how he's going to make it in Tinseltown. You know, mm. the night before, until the morning of, read the official invite for the party CAA hosted for its music clients. The night before, until the morning of, that's what it read on the on the party invite. The agency represents clients such as Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber, Bruce Springsteen, Katy Perry, Kanye West, John Mayer, Keith Urban, Carrie Underwood, and countless other global megastars. At the 2017 CAA Grammy party, in the presence of arguably all the most powerful stars and executives in the business, Ricky was again openly served copious amounts of alcohol, although of course he was well underage. On this night, according to Ricky Garcia's testimony, the lawsuit documents obtained by Tammy Garcia, CAA agent Janet Kim, another woman in her 30s, took Ricky took a turn with Ricky as Joe Bihart once again trafficked him to the high-level industry executive employed by the most powerful agency in Hollywood. With Hart's permission, Kim sexually molested and abused the young boy he'd been grooming, abusing and passing around town since he was 12 years old. Janet Kim would then go on, later go on, to represent the band on behalf of CAA and their music agent and coordinate the 2018 Euphoric Tour. So there you go, Ricky's, um, this Joby guy's going, here, here, um, Janet Kim, have a crack at Ricky here, and uh, we'll see what you can do for him after that. And then, of course, then this big, con- this woman is then responsible for taking them on a big, massive tour for their band. So mm-hmm. that's just how Hollywood works. You know, you've... Got to be fucking pedophiled out to these people. And probably, probably, maybe, oh, who knows, maybe that was her, her moment where she was filmed with him. Maybe oh, that was her. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> her moment where it's it's what they'll have on her, on file, basically. Maybe these people know that they do this shit and then that's filmed and then, but know that they're going to be gifted a, like a, an easy rise through the ranks. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll go on here, mate. Um, Dark world. Dark world. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so uh, around this time, Joby hosted a birthday party for Ricky. I'll I'll just um, paraphrase a little bit here. Um, So where it says, uh, the party was attended by his bandmates and other friends of Ricky, all ranging from 15 to 21 years old. According to the documents, witness testimonies, and Tammy's eyewitness account, also in attendance were three Hollywood Records employees, Michelle Alexander, Daniel Leonard, and Lisa Hurwitz, along with Joby's partners, Cherie and Paul, and other underage Disney talent. Joby hired a professional bar service for the party, 
and in the presence of multiple Disney employees and high-level Hollywood executives and gatekeepers, minors were once again served alcohol openly and to excess. So here we go again, getting them all absolutely plastered, taking advantage of them. I asked Tammy how it's possible for that plying minors with alcohol in the presence of executives from companies and studios doing business with these same children could be going on on such a regular basis. This is, in a quote, this is all completely normal in Hollywood, Tammy explained, realizing only now that she's out of it, how truly abhorrent it is, to say nothing of the illegality and incredible liability this opens the corporations up to. Ricky finally confided in someone, here we go, so he's a bit older now, Ricky finally confided in someone about the years of abuse on March 28, 2018, when he told Joby's former assistant, Ali Boll. Two days later, on March 30th, Ricky confronted Joby about the abuse, also revealing at that time that he planned to tell his mother what Joby had done to him. Joby went white. He was speechless, Ricky recalls. And on the April 2nd, less than 48 hours after Ricky confronted Joby, Joby announced a tour for the band's second album, which was a surprise to everyone from the band members to their parents. So there you go. He's just... And it says on here, Joby has manifested the tour out of thin air with the help of CAA, and in particular Janet Kim, who sprung, uh, who sprung to action booking dates for what was to be a grassroots promotional tour. Joby promptly began spreading news about the tour all over social media, which angered Ali, who felt this was a clear manipulation tactic to pull Ricky back in and make it harder for him to escape Joby. There you go, mate. There's another tactic of these guys. So they know he was confronted. He's like, I'm going to tell my mum about this. Mm. He went white, went speechless. Don't know really what else happened in that conversation. Obviously, they parted ways. And then he goes and says, oh, we're going on a massive tour for the band. And uh, this is what's happening. Mm. You know, so <laughs> through this pedophile's mind, you know, he's not thinking, you know, damage can... Is he, well, he obviously, he's in damage control. But he's, instead of thinking, you know, yep, you know, I fucked up here, um, I'm going to, you know, pay for my crimes, blah, 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 he's gone. <laughs> I'm going to get this kid back in, you know, because that's how fucking good these bastards are at grooming these kids. Yeah. It's basically just a clear manipulation tactic to pull Ricky back in and make it harder for him to escape him. It's basically what he did. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. these, these just people, throw, are, they're throw professionals. More fame and money at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. And um, it'll be all right. Keep on doing what you want to do. Yeah. All right. So Ricky had promised Ali that he would tell his mum about what Joby had done to him. But after two weeks passed, Ricky still hadn't told her. Ali made the difficult but critical decision to tell Tammy herself in what Tammy now calls a major life regret. She met with Joby to discuss what she'd been told. At this time, Tammy wasn't aware of the extent of the abuse, nor was she aware of the others involved. As someone who was equally groomed mentally, emotionally, and psychologically by heart, Tammy listened to and was persuaded by Joby's explanation that it was horseplay. Unbelievable. So, yeah, there's that naivety again. Well, it was just horseplay. We're just mucking around. You know, you had a couple of drinks, you know. We were just roughhousing, you know. It was just a bit of horseplay. Fucking hell. And it's it's just more of the naivety of the woman. Mm. You know, yeah. like well, she goes on to say, "Trying to be naive." <laughs> yeah, well, in yeah, she, she just goes on to say in the next sentence, "In Joby's presence, my anger would just dissipate." You know what I mean? Like, 
this this guy just has this power over not just Ricky but Mum, mm. you know, like the parents. He just has Absolutely. this way and puts them at ease, and then again that naivety just takes over. And obviously, because you know she's lived this awesome life and doesn't want to let go of it. I mean, maybe on some sort of you know other level in her mind, on a subconscious level, she doesn't want to listen. You know, doesn't want to believe what her son has just told her. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and and if if the mother isn't on board, how well, what hope has the kid got? You know, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. How can he kind of sort of get his words out, or how can he, you know, quantify what's happening to him when the mother's so dizzy with you know what's going on? Like, yeah, I can see exactly how it would have happened. Yeah, like we're, we're dealing. We're dealing with professional pedophiles here. Absolutely. You know, they yeah, are experts at grooming these kids. They are sociopathic and psychopathic people. You know, they they know yeah. how to manipulate. Um, so, yeah. guys, I want to say here. Uh, after speaking with Joby and at the announcement of the tour, jo- Tammy now hopes to handle the situation privately, as opposed to going to the authorities. Like <laughs> far out. Like talk about having power over this woman. Hey, you know. Convinces her basically not to call the cops on him. You know, that's how fucked it is. Yeah. Uh, Understandably, the next year was a tremendously difficult one for Ricky. Though professionally, his band toured for their euphoric album as well as performing an opening act on the American Idol tour. Ricky was cast in and filmed a movie. Personally and emotionally, he was struggling. In December 2018... Another other members of Ricky's family, including his father, were made aware of the abuse. Ricky finally went to the police, filing a report with Officer Josefina, Josefina Torres of the LAPD. According to Tammy, the investigation was flawed from the start, to say the least. Joby was never even interviewed or questioned by the LAPD. So there you go. We've got law enforcement who's obviously involved in this as well, or bribed, or you know maybe they've been uh, caught in positions as well, and they've got them under their belt. Uh, the other band mums also co- corroborated the fact that Joby was never questioned by the police. Then in February, it was a uh, in what was a crushing blow for Ricky. The, the district attorney decided not to prosecute, claiming there was not enough evidence and the case was closed. So even there's all these witnesses they could go and interview and talk to and stuff, not <laughs> enough evidence, you know what I mean? Like far out. If that's not corrupt, I don't know. Oh, exactly. Obviously, the DA is involved in all of this as well. He's probably wherever the DA is is obviously involved in this shit as well. Even if, well, maybe again, it's it's systemic. The DA would have had a tap on the shoulder from someone high above him. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. Don't touch this. Just get rid of it. They just just do as they're told. Yeah. True. True. You know. Um, Uh, So so it's more important in that culture that, like, it's. your job, your income, like, is worth more than a stranger's life, basically. Yeah. Well, that's why I said at that's the start that she missed that at. one word, Andy, that it, it's a protected syndicate, basically, as well. Because Correct. We, we just saw it then. That, yeah, well, that line I just wrote. Yeah, the, the, the police wouldn't touch it. The district attorney wouldn't touch it. And then when Ricky's mm-hmm. attorney attempted to press the issue, the officer didn't even return the phone calls. You know what I mean? Like, they're protected. So I mean, we're just seeing so many examples of this This systemic pedophilia is, is a protected systemic uh, organization, institutionalization. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so here we go. Moving on. The same month in February 2019, an anonymous email entitled 
Urgent alert regarding Joby Hart was sent to several hundred people within the industry, including people within Disney, which spoke directly about Joby Hart being a pedophile and assaulting Disney talent he represented during their minor years. I obtained the email through Tammy Garcia, and below is a screenshot of the message in its entirety. I won't read it out. People can go click on the article and, um, and check that out for you. I'll put links in the show notes as well so you can go straight to it. Um, Disney conducted a brief investigation internally. The Disney Human Resources Department and head of security reached out to Ali Bowl. Ali Bowl. Ali and Ricky had a conference call with them in which they confirmed the sexual abuse. Incredibly, however, nothing whatsoever happened as a result of that email. In fact, Joby Hart continues to represent underage Disney talent to this very day. And just last month, he was part of a lucrative deal with Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment for Shazam 2 on behalf of Asher Angel, 17, whom he still represents. Powerful people were sent that email, Tammy confirms. One month after the email, in March, uh, here, let me just quickly... Uh, I'll just... I'll just speed forward a little bit here because it's taken a while to go through this one. A bit longer than I thought. Um... Here we go. So, uh, Miss Bohr has been with Disney since 2007 before becoming a human resources manager at the Walt Disney Studios, a role she still currently holds. She was the company's internship program manager. The obvious question naturally becomes, is Disney protecting pedophiles? Yes, they are. Disney is protecting pedophiles, Tammy asserts, without wavering. Another important question is, why did the LA? Why is the LAPD phoned Sorry, another important question is why the in, the LAPD phoned in the investigation, never so much as questioning the accused Joby Hart on uh, what were very serious accusations of child sex abuse and trafficking, and how and why the DA decided not to prosecute. Yeah, very good questions. We, uh, we asked that ourselves just before. How ingrained is pedophilia within the closed power system of Hollywood? I would say very ingrained. Uh, how the, how protected are the perpetrators and why? How, why do the justice and law enforcement systems appear to be designed to protect the abusers instead of the victims of these vile, unacceptable, life-destroying crimes? Good question. It wasn't until the summer of 2019 when Tammy finally became aware of the full extent of the abuse Ricky had suffered. A complete timeline had been amassed for the civil suit now underway, detailing upwards of 60 specific instances uh, that this had been near a weekly abuse, including rape and assault by multiple people whom Tammy now understood were well-insulated pedophiles. She also now began to understand how she, along with her son, had been groomed and manipulated not just by Joby Hart, but by the entire Hollywood machine. The why of systemic child sex abuse by the powerful is something our society will eventually have to tackle once we begin to understand what the Garcia's story teaches us which is the how and who. So, um, yeah, the, the story very closely wraps up there as well, but um, it goes on to talk about a little bit further down, which I'll just touch on now because we might segue into it slightly. Um, uh, so this closed power system of use, cr- abuse, criminality, and near total narrative control. There you go. The total narrative control. That's why I mentioned earlier about how Disney being a massive media company owns you know, the news in a sense or are a part of the news cycle, which obviously they will not include any of this narrative. Hence, they control the narrative. Uh, is what has been provided a breeding ground for the Epsteins, Weinsteins and Joby Hearts of the world to exist. And stories 
like what happened to Ricky circulating the globe, have the potential to blow it all apart. Share this article, folks, uh, to make certain the, the guilty are held accountable and ensure the future protection of children, a goal everyone should be behind and who aren't should be called out and scorned. The world has recently learned that the former chairman of Disney Studios, Richard Cook, and former president to ABC, ABC, sorry, Disney ABC Studios, Geraldine Laybourne, flew around with international child sex traffickers Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell on the Lolita Express, according to the flight logs. It is really surprising then to discover. Sorry, is it really surprising then to discover that ABC spiked the Epstein story? Uh, and there's a video link there, folks. You can check it out where. Uh, Project Veritas got a hold of it. It was a, a hot mic situation where this ABC News insider, um, you know, she was talking about how she had all the dirt on uh, Epstein. She had a story ready to go. She asked to put this story to air, and it was basically shot down by the, the executives uh, in ABC there because, well, they're a part of it. So, of course, they're going to shoot it down. So that that has uh, surfaced, and it's. Um, very important to check out that link as well, folks. Um, so we might just wind it up there. There's a bit more into it, folks. There's only a, sorry, a little bit more to go, but um, we've got the gist of this now. Um, you know, there's a lawsuit, civil suit happening. Just goes on to talk about uh, that. You know, this this isn't just happening to Ricky. It's happening throughout the whole system there. And there's also now a video, an exclusive video that. Um, Tiffany Fitzhenry has uh, this video interview with Tammy Garcia. So you can actually watch her interview this lady and talk about exactly what happened. And you can see it in her own words as well. So I do encourage everyone to check those out. Um, but look, I'll, I'll get your sort of final thoughts on this before we quickly move on. And we'll, we'll touch on something else very quickly. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. So Andy, just get, just give us your, your take and your wrap up on, on this, mate, on this story and, and where we go from here. Uh, look, it just seems to be like this kind of behaviour like seems to be like attracted by the entertainment industry uh, when you've got, um, you know, kids with stars in their eyes, with parents with stars in their eyes. And, and of course, like that kind of industry is a magnet for these creatures as well. So the two kind of go together. I see, I can see how it all comes together, you know. And look, sedgwaying a little bit too, you know, we have our own problems here in Australia as well, you know, like there's there's enough evidence even in our political elite that this kind of behaviour exists as well. Mm. And it's too much money, it's too much time, it's it's too much perversion, it's it's um it's and it's endemic and it's a system of and it's like a club. Like we've discussed a few times tonight, like mm -hmm. where 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 the acts are filmed and you're allowed into the club, and and that's where pedophiles get green light up to the top in like as a, you know the judiciary into high level political positions. So yeah, it's not just Hollywood, it's not just Disneyland. It's a it's it's a worldwide problem, and you know uh, the more that we can expose these creatures, then you know like better for humanity like and, yeah um, but uh but yeah look uh, the article's interesting the interviews are absolutely confronting and, and interesting you know like to, just to just to it's look into really the dark side yeah um so i mean we, we we haven't even 
we haven't even touched on how this behavior is actually uh, a tactic used by intelligence agencies as well. You know, this is how they get politicians in their pocket. This is how they get, um, you know, corporations and heads of corporations in their pocket. You know, they do this exact same thing. They will capture evidence yeah. and uh, of these people committing acts of pedophilia and so forth, and then uh, you know they they do what their a, bidding. What a tool! What a tool. Yeah, you know? it is. What, it a, is. what a what a powerful tool to keep keep someone under your leash. You know, yeah. have that evidence there, and then to let them let them to keep keep doing their their sick behaviour, and knowing that these things are being filmed and and. Uh, you know, you can you can do whatever you want. You know, I mean, like apparently that's 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 what Epstein was doing. He was basically blackmailing everyone. You know, he had he had the the video cameras and all this stuff set up all over his little St James uh, Island uh, in the Caribbean there, and on his ranch in uh, New Mexico, wherever it is. You know, he he had all these places fitted out with video cameras, and when he invited all these people there on the Lolita Express, you know, including presidents and and everything else, you know, and the big higher ups of these corporations, you yeah. know, he had a, he had the dirt on them all. You know, he was filming them, you know, have sex with underage people, and uh, that's how he um, basically made a name for himself and got to where he is in this world. You know, um, yeah. And I don't, I don't reckon there's been a, I mean, I don't reckon there's been a president in at least our lifetime anywhere that hasn't been compromised by this sort of thing. Well, and that's 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 the point is that you. You can't get to that position without being compromised. That's why no, That's why we don't get good people in power, because good people yeah. aren't compromised, and they will try their hardest to to get these people compromised so that they can then be controlled. Because you can't control someone who's not compromised, and if they get they manage to do get in place, they just kill them. They will assassinate them. You know, like they'll they'll off. Oh, just, they have Lee, no qualms about they... taking out a president. You know. I don't think they climb the tree. I don't think they. Well, that's right. They don't even get that far. You're right. They Absolutely. don't even get to. They don't even get close to fourth base to even get elected. So you and know, that's like, that's why this system is so fucked. And that's why we're beholden to all of these corporations and whatever else running who aren't you know like yeah. the, the so-called shadow government that actually runs the countries that we live in because it's not our you know the politicians just sign their name to things you know what i mean they don't do anything they other than waste our money and take our rights away you know what i mean because they're all compromised and they will play ball because they don't want to be uh have their entire world turned upside down they live the the good life and they'll just do as they're told no interest in that yeah absolutely that's why it's so hard to make anything happen but um mate maybe um do you want to do you want to touch on the, the the fires or should we maybe save that for another one uh, I think we can probably save that for another one because I think that's quite a deep subject as well. Yeah. We can maybe like um, you know do that in the next episode. Actually, yeah, yeah that's probably yeah. a good one actually. Because so, I think um, uh, our lovely guest we had on for episode one of season two, um, Rachel Seller, the forensic nurse, she actually wants to come back on um, on the show and she wants to even talk about these fires, the California fires and the Australian fires, yeah. and what they have in common. Um, 
she wants to talk about yeah, more that vaccine she stuff. Was so good. Yeah, she wants to talk about the yeah. new Ebola vaccine that's been approved uh, in the states yeah. as well for trials. You know, um, so there's a lot of things she wants to go, and she's um, she really wants to even email me um, a fair bit lately. And been I just got yeah, obviously the hard thing is is because she's in the states, we really got to try and work out a time to get her on. I I shot her an email <laughs> this evening saying. I don't suppose you're available for tonight. Like, just I thought, yeah, in case she wants to, in case she's able to get on, but it was a long shot. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah sure, sure, sure. No, I think... But anyway, I yeah, think... so it'd be good if yeah, you and I, and I mean, if Ethan wants to jump on for that one as well too, but I'd, I'd like to chat to, to Rachel and we'll get that, talk about this fire situation happening here in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll gather, so we'll gather some more intel on some more info and uh, we'll put together a really good show around that. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, actually. Yeah, because we um, we went long and deep and hard on this one. Uh, no puns intended yep. there, of course. But it's a very dark yeah. issue. This um, this whole systemic pedophilia one, and it's one it's one that people need to talk about more. Um, you know, and this articles like this need to do the rounds. They need to get out there because, like we said earlier, you know, it, it could just prevent and save some poor child's life. Really, you know what I mean? Um, if they, if yeah. you know, a parent. Of a, of a superstar child gets a hold of this and goes, wow, I don't want my kid in this system. He can go and get a normal job. You know what I mean? Um, so, if it, you know, if it saves one family, then it's it's done good. So, True. Uh, yep, Phil, Phil, really feel for this Garcia family and poor Ricky who's copped all this shit, but um, let's hope that these people burn for this, mate. That's all we can hope for. Let's hope so. Bring that yeah. system, these fuckers down. That's what they need to do. Well, just needs just needs the people behind them all, you know. Like people power went out in the end. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I like the idea of sending um, seven hundred emails to all of the um, staff of um, Disney Corporation. Yeah, I thought that man. was that was clever. That would have that would have that that would be a good get back at any corporation, wouldn't it? To 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 get like an email database somehow and Hell then yeah. like and broadcast your dirt on a on a um, on a temporary gmail account or something yeah 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 it's anonymous i mean and um yeah. you know in that email if people go on and have a look at the article it you know she she they, whoever the anonymous whoever wrote it names names you know like joe behart is absolutely named in that email as as the yeah. as the person that uh, they need to look at and be wary of but you know the the fucked up thing about it all is that this motherfucker is still has a job and he's still representing, uh, you know, underage talent. You know, fuck. Yeah, like, well, it just blows you away. Like I said, these fuckers are protected. You just, just obviously, obviously, you're just scratching the surface with this guy, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and like, <laughs> this is my own personal thoughts here. Not saying I condone any of this, but um, I just wish that did someone would just be coming along. You know, like where where are the the vigilante hitmen when you want when you want them you know what i mean like this is the time when you need you know forget these fuckers you know these terrorists blaming governments and countries and things for the for their for the woes of the world you know this, this is when you need you know the the psychopathic murderers of the world to come out and go you know what i, I might be a murderer but i'm going to come along and i'm going to murder these fucking pedophile motherfuckers you know what i mean like why aren't they trying to get involved in this system and, and take out these people you know what i mean and do kind of do something good i guess in a sense and wipe these people off the face of the planet um you know that's my own personal thoughts there i don't condone that at all just on the record <laughs> but that's the sort of thing i think oh, about. you know i think, well, yeah, I think this thing but i do yeah <laughs> 
I think this stuff. Hey, like, why are they, why is no one just you know walking in with a friggin' silenced pistol and these people are alone? Double tap to the head, boom, you're gone. Move on to the next one, boom. Take them out one by one. You know what I mean? That will send shockwaves through that that whole pedophile system that they are cleaning house. You know what I mean? You imagine if someone was doing that, that shit would stop so quickly when they realize well, that their own heads are on the line there, and they're not, there's there's no there's no justice. There's no you, you, we might go to jail for this. We might get exposed for this. It's just we're gonna die for this. You know what I mean? That's mm. that's, that's what it needs to come down to. But yeah, it's wishful thinking, I guess. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you know, maybe one of the victims was sort of like more likely to be doing something like well, that. Well, that's yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a that's a movie script right there, really, isn't it? <laughs> isn't sure. that? I think so. I think we've seen that show before. But anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks again, man, for uh, for coming on for this hardcore chat tonight, mate. It um, you know, it had to be done. Uh, we needed to, we needed to get this one out. I hope folks go along and actually read that full article themselves. Read it again. Share it around. Share it with your family members. You know, chuck it up on your Facebook page and say, "Check this out." You know what I mean? Like this is fucked. You need to have a look at this and start exposing these people for for who they are. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's the whole, that system has got to come down. It is. It's a fucked up system. But anyway, thanks again for um, coming on, Mando. Appreciate your time, big fella. And yeah, pleasure, happy New mate. Year yeah, to you yeah, and yeah, to your family and to everyone else out there listening. Happy New Year to everyone else. Let's hope twenty twenty is uh, is a good year for the world. And um, yeah, you know, I, I do hold out that there is a bit of hope for uh, for us. But um, fingers crossed, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, I'm I'm hopeful for twenty twenty once we get over this situation with our terrible fires on the east coast mm. um you know uh, that that we can um move on and upwards this year so yeah that's it man. bring it on that's Big it fella All let's right. do it thanks again man and thanks everyone out there for uh tuning in to the general knowledge podcast and this has been uh, season two episode five and we'll yeah Thanks again. And please share it. Uh, the podcast, give us a five-star rating and review. Um, it really does help uh, get us out there. Um, shoot us, drop us a comment and say hi and tell us you appreciate what we're doing. We really do love to hear from our listeners. It's awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye.